Welcome to AudioPie's English Literature and Language Show. You can dip into huge chunks of over 19 series for free and learn on the go. Happy listening, everyone. I'll tell you this the time will soon come when, if men will not learn that lesson, and they'll be taught it in blood, and fire, and anguish. So pronounces time traveling sleuth slash avenging angel Inspector Ghoul in Bradford born playwright J.B. Priestley's 1945 play, An Inspector Calls. Welcome to Audio Pie's series for GCSE students. During this series, we will take you through all aspects of the play and what you will need to learn to be successful in your exams. Today, we're going to consider why audiences find this play so gripping. A play written 70 years ago and set even earlier. We're also going to look at the author to help you understand why he wrote this play and what messages he was sending his audience. The play's action takes place over the course of one evening in April 1912. The setting is the Burling household in the industrial city of Brumley, a fictional location based on Priestley's home city of Bradford. On the surface, an inspector calls is a simple detective story, a whodunit. A young woman, Eva Smith, has died. An inspector investigating her death calls on the wealthy Burling family. And as the play's three acts unfold, it becomes apparent that each family member, plus Gerald, an honorary Burling family member, thanks to his engagement to Sheila Burling, is responsible. The play is gripping because it is shocking. Eva Smith's death is gruesome. She is drunk, disinfectant. It's still shocking today. Inspector Goo pulls no punches. He wants the Burlings to be shocked at what their actions have led to. Two hours ago, a young woman died in the infirmary. She was taken there this afternoon, after swallowing quite a lot of strong disinfectant. Burnt her inside out, of course. The audience reels with the Burlings. Similarly, Priestley pulls no punches when he depicts the vices of the Burling family. Eric is a drunk who forces himself on Eva Smith. Gerald meets Eva in a bar frequented by sex workers. He is presumably looking for casual sex while he is seeing Sheila. The play's buttoned-up facade breaks down spectacularly. We said the play's a whodunit, but a straightforward detective story it is not. It's full of twists. Perhaps it's for this reason that audiences are still glued to their seats whilst watching a play written in the mid-1940s and set 30 years before that. A major twist is the character of the inspector. Detectives, Sherlock Holmes and others, always seem to be a step ahead of their characters, but Inspector Ghoul takes the prize. He seems to know more than the guilty parties, doesn't he? Well, I think Inspector Gould is the real mystery in this play, not who killed Eva Smith. He is endlessly fascinating, I think to audiences too. You know, I don't understand about you. There's no reason why you should. You can hear that Sheila senses his strangeness, and the others come to see it. We called the inspector a time traveller earlier. This modern twist also might explain why audiences find the play gripping. Priestley was fascinated with so-called time slips. Time slips are plot devices used in science fiction and fantasy where a character travels through time. How they manage to pull this off is usually left unexplained. And Inspector Calls is one of Priestley's so-called time plays. 
Audiences love this plot device. Look at Doctor Who's continuing success. Time slips are a device used by the world's most popular authors. Horror writer Stephen King uses a time slip in his novel 112263, where an English teacher enters a time portal and tries to prevent the assassination of JFK. Thanks to the time slip and an inspector calls, it becomes unclear who or what Inspector Ghoul is. The actor who plays Professor Lupin in the Harry Potter films, David Thewlis, plays Inspector Ghoul in the 2015 BBC adaptation of the play. He told the Yorkshire Post, There is a sense that he knows more than he is letting on, and as the drama progresses, there are questions over whether he is actually a police inspector at all, or some kind of avenging angel sent to unsettle the Burling family. So the inspector is not your average police inspector. In fact, he could be some sort of Time Lord, sent from 1944 to warn the Burlings to change their ways sharpish or suffer the consequences, fire and blood and anguish. This nifty plot device could be what's still drawing audiences to the play. And the Burlings, and Gerald of course, are not your average murder suspects, are they? Not typical at all. At one point, we're not even sure there's a victim, or elsewhere it suggested that there could be more than one victim. It's wonderfully ambiguous. I think another major reason for the play's enduring popularity, if not the major reason, is that the message at its core is heartfelt. It moves the audience. It's pro-community message and an anti-war message to boot. It's as relevant today as ever, Priestley truly believed in what he was saying. In a way, communicating this message was his life's work. Audiences sense that, maybe. We don't know what Inspector Ghoul is, but we do know that he's a mouthpiece for Priestley's own socialist views. One Eva Smith's gone, but there are millions and millions and millions of Eva Smiths and John Smiths still left with us with their lives, their hopes and fears, their sufferings, their chance of happiness all intertwined with our lives and what we think and say and do. Let's look at the play's message more closely. Set in 1912 and first performed in 1946, Priestley's most famous play, he was also a novelist, essayist and radio broadcaster, by the way, is a hard-hitting cautionary tale, a didactic text. In other words, it teaches a lesson. Priestley had lived through both world wars and didn't want to see another. Priestley joined the British Army in 1914. Narrowly escaping death in the trenches, he saw the fire and blood and anguish of World War I at first hand. During World War II, he bolstered British morale with his BBC radio broadcasts after the Sunday evening news. He used his broadcast to put across his views. But here at Dunkirk is another English epic. And to my mind, what was most characteristically English about it? So typical of us, so absurd and yet so grand and gallant that you hardly know whether to laugh or to cry when you read about them, was the part played in the difficult and dangerous embarkation, not by the warships, magnificent though they were, but by the little pleasure steamers. He was a committed socialist, and this also came across in his broadcasts, such as this in July 1940. We cannot go forward and build up this new world order, and this is our war aim. Unless we begin to think differently, one must stop thinking in terms of property and power and begin thinking in terms of community and creation. You can imagine Inspector Gould saying those words. 
We don't live alone. We're all members of one body. We are responsible for each other. Yes. We can sense that when Inspector Gould speaks it, it is Priestley talking to us. And Inspector Calls is like one of his Sunday evening broadcasts. Equally clear is that Priestley was creating, in Berlin, the epitome of everything he detested. The way some of these cranks are talking and writing now, you'd think that everybody had to look after everybody else. Community and all that nonsense. Berlin represents capitalism and the inspector represents socialism. The ideological war at the play's heart is still relevant today, perhaps further explaining the play's appeal. There's no arguing that the play has proved enduringly popular. It was first performed in Britain in 1946. Fast forward to 1992 and Stephen Daldry's production wins 19 awards, more than any other play in history. Maybe, more than anything, the play's popularity is down to the number of questions it prompts. We said it was a whodunit, so who did it? Well, that's for you to decide. Did all of them kill Eva Smith or Daisy Renton? Are some characters more to blame than others? Can one person's actions be separated from another's? Or are we, as Priestley, aka the inspector says, members of one body? We hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to search for and listen to the next episode in the series to build your topic knowledge. Hit the Acast Plus link in the show description to become a premium supporter and unlock access to every episode in every series for as long as you need. We also make GCSE and A-level content for history, RE, sociology and psychology. Happy listening, everyone.